podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. With me today is Louis Rigoni. How are you, Louis? Um, good, 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 good. It's September 1st, Mike, and September means football. Yes, Football it does. season. Right is around the corner. Upon us. Upon us. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, we're, you know, a little bit more than a week away. Uh, we've got football next Thursday night. So, you know, we get warmed up with that. And then we come back sun- Sunday at 4.30. Us on the East Coast here have a little bit of a wait to see our Miami Dolphins. But all good. You know, we watch the early games. You know, maybe the Jets or the Bills see how they look. Hopefully they get their asses kicked, right? <laughs> yeah, well, the Jets, Jets and Bills play each other. Is that right? They play yes. in week one? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, that, that's definitely a game to watch. No uh-huh. doubt about it. Oh, man. Hopefully they beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, they just physically just yep. tear each other up. Who do you like in that game before we get started on the Dolphins? I mean, you know, if you had the if you had the bet even up. I'm not sure who's home. Um if if Buffalo's home, I like Buffalo. If the Jets are home, I like the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of a home field advantage the Jets ever have you know, up there. I'm sure there's a ton of Buffalo fans that, that make their way down there. Now, yep. I know, obviously, the Bills always have a, um, you know, an advantage up in Buffalo. In September, maybe not as much as later in the season. You exactly. Know, those fans get jacked up. But I will say this, you know, if it is in Buffalo and um, Aaron Rodgers is traveling up there, <laughs> they're going to give him a lot of shit. You know, both, you know? both teams have high expectations <clears throat> for this season. Yeah. You know, so the fans are going to be jacked up regardless of which stadium they're in, I think. Absolutely. I mean, it's a big it's a big divisional game. Yep. You know, you've got all the additions, you know, that the Jets have made and you know, the the Bills aren't getting the fanfare that they've had in years past. Like you don't hear a lot of Super Bowl predictions like you did the last couple of years, you know. And by no. the way, they don't play until Monday night, the Bills yeah. and Jets. Yep. Yep. Which I wasn't aware of. And let's see, where is that game? It's at MetLife Stadium. Oh, boy. There you have it. So there that's, you have it. So that, I, I, I got to say, York, I, I like the Jets in that game. Yeah, really Monday do. night. Wow, what a way to start the year. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I mean, it, this is what makes it fun, you know? I mean, you know, I'm a football fan. I mean, Dolphins. But after the Dolphins, you know, I am a football fan. I love watching. As am I, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So our Dolphins, Lewis, they put uh, three players on injured reserve. Um, Right. Robert Jones, Mm -hmm. Jalen Ramsey, and Jeff Wilson, Jr. 
Yeah, Wilson Jr. kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, we saw him on the sideline during the preseason, but you know, wasn't aware that you know the injury was was that serious. What it, do you know the exact injury? Apparently, he has a couple of injuries. I think he has a midsection injury and he has a finger problem. Okay, here we go with another finger guy. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is that um, you know it came out of it came out of nowhere. I mean, I didn't think he was you know it was it was that serious. You know, they were just resting him. He's a veteran. Um, you know, just much like they did with Waddle. Yeah, it, it was a surprise. I mean, the good thing is. You know, the fact that they let Gaskin walk knowing that more than likely Wilson was going to wind up on injured reserve tells you a lot about how they feel about the other running backs that are in our camp. You know, they feel very comfortable with, you know, all of the guys that they kept, including the rookie. So, you know, with that being said, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I don't think it's a substantial loss. You know, obviously Ramsey is, and I think Jones to an extent is, but. Um, you know, it is what it is. We got to, you know, we got to move forward. Well, they did sign, uh, Justin Bethel, Tyler, tight end Tyler Croft and, uh, cornerback Perry Nickerson. Uh, so, you know, to replace those guys who they put on injury reserve and, right. uh, Salvin Ahmed is day to day with a neck injury. So that's something else affecting our running backs. Yeah. I mean, he's got plenty of time. You know, he's got over a week here, a little bit yeah. over a week to, you know, to, to, to get to where he needs to get. And, you know, again, Mike, you know, you have, you have three guys, four guys that are capable. You know, you're, you're going to have a chain. Yep. Right? You're yep. good, you know, backing up the starter. And you're going to have the rookie as well. So, I mean, Brooks. you've, got a, you've yep. got a couple of guys. Yes, Brooks. And, um, you know, I'm sure Ahmed will be ready to roll as well. So the Dolphins decided to suspend talks with uh, both Wilkins and Tua. What are your right. thoughts on that? I like it. I mean, the season's upon us. I mean, if they could have came to an agreement over the, over the next week, I think, you know, that would have been fine. But, you know, at this point, you got to concentrate on football. And you don't want negotiating going on. Now, with all that being said, you know, if Wilkins comes out and just starts blowing things up and Tua does much of the same, you know, you could very well see the Dolphins say, hey, look, let's, let's just offer this guy what we need to offer him and let's lock him down right now. Because we have seen that at times, you know. I mean, I understand what they said. It makes sense. It kind of, you know, just gets them concentrating on the game of football itself. I think it's a risk on both ends. You know, I mean, if Tua has a piss poor season, it'll definitely affect him going forward. It's same with Wilkins. I mean, if Wilkins doesn't play up par and doesn't get that Pro Bowl, you know, or to that Pro Bowl level to where he's getting that sort of recognition, you know, it, it's a bargaining, it's a bargaining chip. And well, I think the key with Wilkins is he's got to start getting to the quarterback, and if he can do that, then uh, they'll sign him. Yeah. And as far as Tua, I think we all know the situation, so there's no reason to rehash that. Well, it is interesting, Mike, in the fact that all the other guys, you know, in his class have already gotten big contracts and they've committed to these guys. You know, it's interesting because the Dolphins haven't done that, which tells me that they're not 100% certain on them, right? If they were. Are you? 
<laughs> well, I'm not, but I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing him in practice every day, Mike, and I'm not, you know, running the football team. I mean, obviously, there's sort of a, you know, a question in regard, in, you know, in their minds as well. I mean, us as fans, there's, it's, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's a 50-50 split. There's a lot of people that feel as we do that, you know, we're, we're just not sure at this point about them. But then there's other fans that just, you know, love him above and beyond and feel that he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. You know, so with all that being said, you know, when you look at the Dolphins, the organization, they're looking at it like, we're not so certain quite yet, you know, what direction we're going in. We got to give it another season here. And, you know, I find that interesting in itself. And it tells you something about their thought process. And, um, you know, I agree with them, Mike, and I know you agree with that that decision, but I'm telling you there's a million Miami Dolphin fans that do not, you know, that want him locked down and, and they want him here for the for the future, regardless of what he does this year. Well listen, he was he point. was a great quarterback at Alabama and uh he was pretty damn good at times last year. The the problem was he wasn't consistently good. Right. And with his health issues, I do think, you know, it, it's a questionable decision, you know, and they're better off seeing him for another season and uh, seeing exactly what he can do and if he can stay healthy within reason. I mean, you know, quarterbacks get hurt and it's possible he misses a game or two. That's fine. But you don't want these concussion issues. You don't want long lingering issues. You know, you want the guy to be available at least for 14, 15, 16, 17 games. Exactly. I mean, they, listen, Mike, the key to this whole season is him getting through the season without any concussion yes. issues whatsoever. Yes. Because the minute, the minute anything like that takes place, you know, they're watching the Dolphins more than I think any other team in football. And I hate to say that, but I honestly think no, it's No, I the agree truth. with you. We got scrutinized for the whole situation last year, and we put ourselves in a bad position going forward. With that being said, you know, if he starts having concussion issues again, I think basically seals his faith going forward. I mean, it, you know, it's not necessarily his fault to an extent, but, you know, it's a business. And if this guy's one hit away from having to retire, you know, what, what position does that put you in as a football team? So it's a really touchy, touchy situation. It's a delicate situation. And I think that um, the key to this whole season and the only way this whole thing, Mike, is going to go away is if he gets through this season without any concussion issues whatsoever, then people tend to forget. You know, they'll, you know, but if it's a lingering thing and, it, and it's a continuous thing, I should say, we're going to have issues going forward, you know, and we're going to have to consider other routes to go. Well, that's kind of what he did, you know, with the jujitsu. <laughs> a little unorthodox, right? But you know what? They, they put a clip up of uh, him getting tackled during the, the preseason, several different clips, and the, you could see him using what he learned and uh, him avoiding the head hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. So if he can continue that and uh, be successful with that, I mean, he's, he's done it and, uh, you know, he should be the guy. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
let's see. The Dolphins signed former Patriot and Brown pass rusher Chase Winovich to their practice squad. Now, he was a core special teamer. Uh, he's con- contributed 105 tackles, 12 sacks, and one interception in 53 games he's played. He's scheme versatile and has extensive experience, 667 snaps, as a core special teams contributor. They also signed Cameron Good to the practice squad. Now, he was our uh, seventh-round pick last year. Right. We'll see. You know, they, they, they need depth at outside linebacker, and that's, that's where he fits in. Mm-hmm. Safety Joshua Kulu, who spent training camp with the Washington Commanders but didn't make the 53-man roster, is viewed as a strong special teams contributor. He's played in 44 NFL games with five starts for the Titans since joining the league in 2018. Kalu has contributed 68 tackles and one interception in his 624 defensive snaps. He's played 711 special teams in his NFL career. So you kind of see a trend here, don't you? Yeah, they're they're getting players for special teams, you know, yep. guys that contribute. You know, some of these guys are going to be on the practice squad. Some of them are going to be on the roster at some point, right? Yes. You know, that that's the way we got to look at it. I guess it's depth. You know, our special teams really needs to uh, improve. Improve. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about that. So – you know, with all that being said, you know, we've got we've got some older players, you know, that are that are signed to the practice squad. I mean, Tyler Croft and some of these other guys, Bethel, they're they're over 30 years old. I mean, that's really interesting, but you know, it is what it is. We've got some young guys there as well. I mean, Wenovich is old, you know, he's been around a while. You know, they've got some veteran guys that they feel I guess can, you know, come in and, and do some good things for us. Uh-huh. They also signed defensive lineman Rashard Lawrence, a 2019 fourth-round pick of the Arizona Cardinals, who's played in 25 career games with 13 starts, totaling 30 tackles, 21 solo, and one forced fumble. He joins Deshaun Hand and Randy Charlton as a defensive lineman on Miami's practice squad. Hand and Charlton were among the eight players signed to that unit on Wednesday. Linebacker Alexander Johnson, who was a late addition to training camp, and cornerback Ethan Bonner, an undrafted rookie from Stanford, are the final two defensive players on the practice squad. The Dolphins added rookie offensive tackle James Tunstall, who spent training camp with the Dolphins this summer. They also added guard uh, Jason Hines, a former LSU offensive lineman selected in the sixth round of the 22 draft, and he was in camp with the Patriots. Senator Alame Ayule, a former San Diego State standout who spent all of training camp in Miami, is the third offensive lineman on the practice squad. So there's a little bit of a trend here, you know. They're they're pulling in linemen, they're pulling in uh, special teams players, and uh, they're also pulling in some defensive linemen. So right. it's, inter- it's interesting how they're filling out the uh, practice squad, and we'll go over more of that in a couple of minutes. Oh yeah, it's all it, it. That's basically all it is. What you don't see there are any, you know, offensive players, right? You know the the uh, positions. Well, we're getting we're getting to that, but okay. uh, uh, what we're going to do, Lewis, is we'll take a break, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. You got it. All right, the Dolphins have signed running back Darrington Evans, a Titans 2020 third-round pick to their practice squad, just to add more running back depth. Now, he's a, he's a bit of a slasher. He's, he's a quick guy. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that seems to be the mold that McDaniel likes, you know? Right. Barry Jackson writes, for the second time in a week, the Dolphins have extended the contract of a potential 2024 free agent. Of course, he's talking about fullback Alec Ingold on Thursday because right. he agreed to a three-year extension that could be worth $17.2 million, and uh, he's now signed through 2026. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, you know, he, he has, uh, it says 17.2 million, but that's including this year. Uh, right. He was, he was already scheduled to make money this year. So it's not really a 17.2 million contract, you know, because it includes a year that it, he's already been, you know, promised. Right. So, but anyway, he'll be here through 2026 and, uh, you know, McDaniel likes his fullback. We'll see how he uses him. Oh, yeah. Now, he joins uh, Zach Zeeler, who also was uh, given an extension, mm-hmm. keeping them out of the free agent market next, next March. Zeeler's three-year deal is worth as much as $37 million with $20 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Now, Ingle's been an effective plucker. He appeared in 17 games and started 14 last year for us, rushing six times for eight yards and catching 15 passes for 105 yards. That's a 7.5-yard average. As I said, you know, McDaniel loves his fullback. Mm-hmm. Now, he played 40% of the Dolphins' offensive snaps and 30% of the team's special team snaps last season, per pro football reference. Yeah, he was in on offense almost half of the plays, but you wouldn't know it at times. Um, yes, exactly. I think, I think they have to incorporate him a little bit more in, in the passing game. The guy's got good hands, and he's a guy that you don't even think about. I think that any time that they put him in the flat, <laughs> he's going to have wide open field. Um, it's going to be a productive play because, they, again, they just do not pay attention to him when he's on the field, which is a good thing. I'd love to see him uh, double that reception mark, you know, that, that number that you just threw out, which was 15. I'd like to see him catch 30, 40 passes this year from that fullback position. That'd if you be awesome. Put, if you put him and, and Mostert in the backfield or a chain in the backfield, yeah, uh, you know, defenses are going to focus on them. They're not going to focus on the fullback. So Not at all. Yeah, exactly. And then, you, of course, you got your receivers down the field as well. I mean, it, 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 it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. You want guys like him signed and not have to worry about it come the end of the season yeah you could tell he was thrilled about it too they you know they they uh <laughs> did a video of him and he was he was as happy as can be you know <laughs> and, and you could tell it was sincere so yeah for sure that's great it's always great to see something like that the guy's a hard worker you know you yep. love it yep that's a tough position to play absolutely all right, uh, among Dolphins entering the final year of their contracts, obviously defensive linemen Christian Wilkins and uh, Raekwon Davis and Connor Williams on the offensive line, Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson. So they've got a lot of decisions to make at, you know, at, at the uh, beginning of next year. You know, how are they going to allocate money to these players? You know, they got to figure it out. And Omar Kelly made an interesting comment. He had said that Austin Jackson had the best training camp of any of the offensive linemen. That's great to hear. Yep. You know, but, you know, I take that with a grain of salt. Kind of like me too. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I'm skeptical, but I'm, I'm curious. That's, that's the best word to use. I'm curious to see him play. I personally think, Mike, that, at that right tackle position, 
I think that he's going to give us the best play we've seen in a while from that position. Now, that's not saying an awful lot because we've had some really horrible players uh, <laughs> over the last five, six years at that right yeah. tackle position, yeah. including him. Remember Mark Colombo? <laughs> There's, uh, how about Davis? Uh-huh. I, mean, he was well, abs- I know you, you, you had a thing for Davis. Oh, he yep. was just absolutely pathetic. But anyway, with all that being said, I think that, you know, Jackson's going to have a very, very solid year, and that's all you need out of him. I mean, you're not going to, you're probably not going to see a Pro Bowl player there, but you're going to see a guy that does the job pretty well. Yeah. And, and that's what you need. You know, he's next to Hunt. I mean, it'd be great if both of those guys just start, you know, playing at a very, very high level. And, um, you know, you're able to run behind them. It, it's going to be interesting. I think that the offensive line, is going to be, as long as Armstead is out there, I think they're going to be a pretty solid unit. That's like Tua. It's a big if, you know? It is a big if. I mean, I, I, have, I have confidence in both situations. You know, I think that, you know, as long as Tua understands what's in front of him and, and gets that part of it down, I think we'll be fine. He has to understand what's in front of him. When he's looking at defenses, and I think at times, Mike, he just you know go you know, if a play's called, you know he's still throwing to to the you know the A receiver instead of going the B C or D options. I mean, yeah. you know that that's you know that's my issue with him, and I think if if he starts understanding what's in front of him a little bit more. Um, you know, I think he's capable of of moving this football team up and down the field because I think the running game is going to be is going to be fine, and I think the offensive line is going to be so. Yep. You know, I think they'll do a, a a very decent job for them. All right, just to just to recap, Lewis, uh, on on the practice squad, we have three defensive, four defensive linemen. We have uh, Chase Winovich, we have Rashard Lawrence, defensive tackle, Deshaun Hand, and Randy Charlton. At tight end, we have two, Nick Bowers and Tanner Connor. And when I say two, I'm talking about on, on the practice squad. What about Croft? He is on the active roster. Oh, okay. They put him back on the active. So yep. now they have three tight ends on the yep. active roster. I got it. Go ahead. Uh, wide receiver, Raleigh Webb and uh, Braylon Sanders. Offensive line, they have three. Offensive tackle, James Tunstall. Offensive guard, uh, Chasen Hines, who's an ex-patriot. And Alama Yulave, as we spoke about earlier, he's a center. Right. Running back, they have one, Darrington Evans. We spoke about him. Uh, defensive back, they have two. They have Josh Kalu and they have Ethan Bonner. Ethan's a cornerback, and uh, Josh, I'm not sure. He may, he may be a cornerback as well. Uh, but he's a defensive back anyway. A linebacker, we have two. We have Cameron Good, who is, was our draft pick last year, and A.J. Johnson. So that's the 16 players, and uh, there's, there's some interesting guys on the practice squad. It's going to be interesting to see how McDaniel, McDaniel uses these guys to help his roster on game day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully he won't need them. You know, hopefully we stay somewhat healthy, and everybody that made the roster is – you know, is, is worthy of, of making the roster and, and they're productive, whether it be special teams or not. Yep. Yep. We don't want to see a ton of these guys up because that means either somebody's not doing their job or they're injured. So we want to kind of, um, 
stay away from those guys if we can, so to speak, you know, but uh, it's the minor leagues and, you know, guys will be called up at one point or another, you know, I'm sure injuries uh-huh. are going to be part of the game and guys are going to, you know, there's no fail minor leagues in football. Well, it's <laughs> comparable. Yeah, I know. All right, Lewis, uh, is there anything else you want to discuss? That's about it. I mean, we're coming back on um, Wednesday with, I guess, our preview show. Yes. The Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers with their explosive offense. Mr. Herbert, Mr. Eckler. their defense that will put some pressure on the quarterback. Keenan Allen. Whoa. Mike Williams. Yikes. Got a (laughs) lot of guys to worry about. Defense has got to be up to the task. Yeah. Their defense is no such either, Mike. You know, I was just going on about their offense and some of the players. They're a good football team, but how good are they? We'll see. We shall see. I mean, hopefully they give Herbert fits. They're chasing his big ass all over the football field and, um, you know, giving him all kinds of trouble. So uh, that's what they did to us last year. They gave us all kinds of trouble. So uh, we, we, we got to have a little revenge here, you know. That was just a horrible, horrible offensive game last year. I mean, I remember I think the only touchdown we scored in that game was when one of our running backs fumbled and Tyreek Hill picked it up <laughs> and then ran, ran around the outside for like 50, 60 yards. And it was just, ugh, it was just one bad thing after another. And it's not like their offense lit us up that night. You know, they were, they were okay you know, the Chargers offense, but, you know, they didn't do an awful lot. I mean, our defense was holding their own. Our, our offense was just totally inept that night. And, um, yeah, they've, they've got to move the football and, uh, you know, keep their offense off the field. It's going to be a great game. It really is. I mean, what a, what a great way to start the season. Yeah, it is a very interesting game. I'm looking forward to it. Now, let me ask you a question. You know, we We've known each other for a long time, and, and we know that we both get jacked up for football season every year. It doesn't yeah. matter that the quality of the team or anything else. We get jacked up for it. Right. Do you feel like you're more excited this year than you've been the last decade or so, or, or no, it's just more of the same? Man, that's, you know, I'm trying to think back um, to last season going into the year. I think I had a good amount of enthusiasm going in the last year. This year, it's pretty much on par. The last two years, you know, I mean, I I look at our squad this year and I think it's improved on the defensive side, Um, you know, with the few additions that we made. I think they're going to be key, you know, the linebacker, um, you know, some of the, you know, Elliott in the secondary and I think Phillips developing into probably one of the better edge players in the league. I think, you know, all of those things are going to be positives. Fangio, I mean, you know, I'm excited about the defense as a whole, Mike. So am I. The offense, you know, I'm a little concerned with, you know, because last year in the second half, you know, we struggled a bit. But if they come out on all four cylinders, just, you know, going full throttle, moving the football up and down the field, then, you know, we're going to be in pretty damn good shape. So. um you know, I do have a lot of enthusiasm going into this season, probably about the same as I did last year. I think we're a better football team this year. I think that, you know, McDaniel as well, you know, will be improved. He's got to be, you know, a lot of the things they have to tighten up. And, you know, as long as, 
you know, Mike, we've talked about it the whole preseason. Preseason. As long as the key to this year, as far as I'm concerned, is McDaniel getting better and Tua getting better. And if those two things happen, then we're going to go a long way. We're going to yep. go a long way. Those yep. two, those two things are key, key factors in this season. The biggest factors, the offensive line, you know, you can factor them in as well. But the main, main concerns for me is the coaching. They have to, they have to be a little bit more versatile in regard to play calling week to week. And you know, two has got to be more consistent, as you already mentioned in the show earlier. Those two things happen. We're going to be in great shape. Yep, I, I I am a little concerned about the secondary, Lewis. I'm not going to lie to you. J- that Jalen Ramsey injury was a big, big injury, and uh, we'll have to see if we can get through the season, you know, with what we've got. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I like what they did at linebacker. I, I think I'm a little happier about the linebacker group this year than I was last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the you know the defensive line is is going to be good. They were good last year. They'll be good this year. Right. So we'll see how the defense does. But I am a little concerned, like I said, about the secondary. But that'll play itself out. Yeah. The key, Mike, you know, in regard to our defense is going to be Fangio getting pressure. You know, yeah. finding a way to get pressure on the quarterback. I don't. You know, how he goes about it, I don't really care. You know, a nice mixture of blitzes and all different guys coming from all different avenues. You know, but that's the key, Mike. You can cover up that secondary, which I don't think is horrible. I mean, obviously, losing Ramsey is is big. And, you know, Eli Apple, you know, I'm a little bit concerned there. But you can cover that up with good pressure. I mean, if the quarterbacks don't have time to even get the ball down the field, then you're, you're covered up there. You know, I much, But you're not going to have that pressure every snap. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen because they get paid too, you know? Of course. So, so you know, you, you've got to find ways to confuse the quarterback and uh, make him delay that half second, you know, so you can uh, get to him. But we'll see. I, I like Fangio. I think he has a little Lawrence Parker in him, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, because he, he plays a similar, not, not a similar scheme, but he plays with a similar mentality. Uh, he wants to make you drive down the field. Right. You remember the Killer Bees, they had the same mentality. You know, we don't, we don't care. You, if you can drive 80, 80 yards, you deserve the touchdown, but we're not going to let you do it. Right. And uh, they were real good at, at, at you know, fooling teams. And, and you hear that, you know, through the interviews of all the players that played then. And, and you know, Arnsbarger was just a great, great defensive coordinator. And, and Fangio, like I said, has similarities. So we'll see where it goes. Agreed. I mean, last year, you know, if, if you did have a negative in regard to defense more so than anything, I felt they played the run really, really well, but they, they gave up big plays. Yep. And in the passing game, they gave up big plays. And yep. those easy sixes, you know, go a long way over the football game to where you don't have to work. You know, now, sure. granted, against Buffalo, they did a really good job of making them work. But there were games where, you know, even the Baltimore game where just big play after big play. I mean, they weren't able to really put any big drives together against us. But you know, what's the difference, you know, when you're, you know, when you're going out there and you're giving up a quick six and that happened a lot last year, especially late in games, yep. you know, where we just gave up big, big plays. They have to eliminate that. Um, 
absolutely agree with everything that you said initially. And, you know, hopefully they find a way to, you know, get the job done one way or another. And I think they will. It's going to be fun. It is yep. going to be fun. I, I can't wait. I, I wish tomorrow it was football, but, you know, we got to wait another week. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. But it doesn't, fe- it doesn't feel like we're almost there, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I really I have good feelings about the team. Uh, I hope injuries don't derail us, as has happened several times in the past. But uh, if, if we can stay healthy at the key positions, uh, you know, we've got some depth on that practice squad. So uh, there, are th- there are things to be happy about. Uh, sure. I, I, I think they've done a good job putting this particular team together. Uh, beyond this year, though, I'm a little scared. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Lewis. I think that's going to that's gonna close the show. All right. Sounds good. We'll be back Wednesday, right? Thanks for joining me this morning, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm on a different microphone, so if I sound different, that's why, but uh, I, I broke my microphone, so I had to order a new one. I'm using an old one here that's fragile itself, so don't cry for me. I'll be okay, but I need my new microphone. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Everybody out there, I know you're looking forward to the season. We are too, obviously, and fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right, until next week, be well and take care. Podcast Network.